0: Hey, everyone. Hey, guys. Welcome to the second episode of our new podcast, Girls and Scrubs. Yes. Did you actually think we'd make it this far? No. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) Honestly. We've got, like, a printout, like, five pages of ideas and outlines, and
1: we have recorded, like, six different times. Yeah, we're just- winging it we're trying to get it together
0: (laughs) yeah but we're here we got it together second episode we're doing it so if you're listening thank you so much for sticking with us yes thank you for all the support so far yeah we really appreciate it actually like lots of comments and shares that's really really helpful so we appreciate that guys Mm -hmm. so we are still in wisconsin we have two weeks left
1: yes five shifts yes my countdown begins
0: i'm ready honestly like Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong i have really enjoyed my experience out here I like the hospital that we work at. We are at Theta Care in Appleton. Well, yeah. I, well, I guess <laughs> technically you're not. She, she's floating.
1: Yeah, I got hired as like technically part of like a CRT group, which is just clinical resource team. So Christina is like permanently like at the Appleton location, which is like five minutes away from our Airbnb. And I float to other hospitals. I go to Appleton uh, Hospital in Nina, which is like 25 minutes away. I've even gone to shauno and um what's Paca? it called? Wapaka. W- wapaka yeah i know they got weird names out here <laughs> so but those are like an hour away so i have been having to do a little bit of extra driving but overall like the work itself like is not bad at all mm-hmm. for the most part it's just the weather
0: Yeah, that really is the worst part for me. I do not thrive in the cold. I can't live, laugh, love in these conditions. (laughs) I'm really struggling. Like every time I think it's done snowing, it's not. It snows another foot. I know. And I mean, at least they're pretty on top of like the roads and our landlord has someone that like comes out and shovels the driveway. So, I mean, that's helpful. Oh yeah. And it makes it the experience a little bit better, but I'm just tired of wearing layers on layers
1: and they're always a,
0: cold. I'm always cold. Always. It's a problem.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what we get for taking a contract up north in January, but we yeah. gotta follow the money. Yeah.
0: And I mean that was like well, it was actually the second contract we got offered. The first one was Chicago, but yeah. neither of us really wanted to go to Chicago only because we go there so often to like yeah. for trips. Wanted
1: to try something mm-hmm. new. So, so
0: no regrets about coming here, but I'll be happy once this is over.
1: Yeah, we're in the final stretch. We got this. Yeah. The weather is finally starting to warm up a in, little bit. There's quotes, air quotes yeah. around that because <laughs> it's like, it's still like, we'll have like a 50 degree day. Like, well, it was like 45 yesterday. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, it is warm <laughs> because it's literally standard. Yes. Like, I mean, we're from St. Louis, so it's not like we don't understand cold and snow because we definitely get that down here but it's just like on 10 up here yeah and like it's constantly 20 degrees like every day
0: the wind here has been insane i was like walking into work and it was just like blasting me in the face i walked inside and i was like oh my god my ears fucking hurt and my ears were hurting for like 20 minutes because that cold air was just like oh yeah
1: Oh. i mean that one day when i was trying to snow off my car that day and oh, yeah. the wind was blowing and it was just smacking me in the face yeah it bad no, time. it's
0: really not a vibe <laughs> i mean if you like the cold weather and all the snow then this might be the place for you but if you're not a fan it's it's not yeah it's not a vibe <laughs> but we our last shift is on the 15th and then mm-hmm. the 16th we're gonna be sleeping and packing And then, for one last hurrah, we got tickets for the Wiz Khalifa concert in Milwaukee. Last so, hurrah. That'll be fun. And then we'll leave bright and early Monday morning. Yes, get back home
1: because we're only going to be home for a few days.
0: Yeah. And then we leave for Miami on, is it Thursday or Friday? Friday, the 21st. Okay. So Friday, we leave for Miami and we'll be there for a couple
1: days before we leave for the NurseCon cruise. Yes. And for those of you that don't know what NurseCon is, it's this cruise designed for nurses and healthcare professionals to get together and go on a cruise yeah so
0: we'll leave on monday april 24th from miami and we'll be going to the bahamas so like the next day we're supposed to spend a day at coco Cay, and then another day at sea
1: oh and then we go to nassau
0: yeah and then we come back to miami yeah it's gonna be really fun um they had one in the beginning of the year as well that went to the dominican But we chose the Bahamas also because it was like later in the year. Yeah. Yeah. We knew that our contract would be done so we wouldn't have to like request off.
1: Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. So we didn't have to mess with that aspect of it so when we get home we'll have a couple of days and then we'll be on vacation yeah just like we like it <laughs> i know right
0: it's it's gonna be a good time though like i don't know if nurse blake if you guys are if you know who he is or not but mm-hmm. he has a podcast and i don't know if he just like partners with them or if nurse Con was his idea but he's gonna be there and he's actually gonna have like a nurse blake live show and do like a podcast show yeah, he's really funny yeah and like some of the other activities they have like a ultimate skills checkoff nurses got talent a
1: campfire they've got theme nights yeah i think this year for the cruise our theme nights are what like the great gatsby there's like the neon night pajama night and then pajama night yeah, yeah. they'll have a silent disco which
0: i'm actually really excited for that because i've never i've never done a one Silent either. Disco, so i think that'll be like a fun
1: experience
0: oh and drag shows oh yeah love me a good drag show absolutely cleans yes And then we can also get continuing education credits as well.
1: Yeah. That's another good thing for this as well. I mean, plenty of opportunity to get your credits, meet other nurses, have a good time, like network. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like it's just a really good opportunity. And it's my first time going on a cruise in general, let alone a nurse con cruise. So hopefully it should be fun.
0: Yeah. And side note, I just want to say I am not a CPA. I'm not a tax consultant. But if you work a 1099 job like CareRev and you're an independent contractor and you can write things off, you can write the cruise off because it has continuing education credits. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good information. My CPA told me that. So, you know, just something to consider too if you're working CareRev. I know I mentioned CareRev in the last episode and- If you guys have any questions about that, definitely let us know. We can talk about that more in depth. It's a great platform, like Mm -hmm. I mentioned, for ProDM shifts and you're an independent contractor. So it's a cool gig, but yeah, just a little side note. Yeah. So today's episode, we kind of wanted to touch on our experience in like nursing school, taking the NCLEX, and maybe like the difference in our degrees and what we had to do to get them.
1: Yeah, and our programs in general and just like I guess some kind of tips along the way. Mm-hmm. For you know, just really getting to the end goal of getting your RN. Yeah. So we both had very different journeys. Honestly, mm-hmm.
0: I le- like I graduated high school and then I immediately went to Semo Southeast Missouri State University, and I was only there for a year before <laughs> I transferred to Umsol. So the nursing program was competitive, as many nursing school you know programs are. Mm-hmm but i joined a sorority and i dicked around and i partied a lot
1: your dad calls it your party year. my dad
0: calls it my party year because all of those loans were pretty much for nothing
1: well, granted, you didn't get really help from your parents as far as, like, financials go. So you had to do all that on your own.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, but that clearly didn't stop me from no. going crazy. But, you know, I also <laughs> didn't have, you know, financial literacy at the time. Like, I, none of that stuff was taught to me. Yeah. You know? So I just eh, kind of fucked up. But that, that's okay. So I went to SEMO. And obviously that first semester, I did not do very well. I think at the end of the semester, my GPA was like a 2.3. And I knew that I was not going to be able to raise that high enough to get into the nursing program. So what I ended up doing was that second semester, I dropped all of my classes except for one so that I would be able to stay on campus and live in my dorm. And I honestly can't recall how far along in the semester I was when I dropped those classes. I know I got a partial refund, but I did not get a full refund. So then I applied to UMSL's nursing program. And because I was transferring with so few college credits, they actually took my high school information. So my high school GPA was like a 3.8. So they took that and I got automatically accepted into their nursing program. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that's the only reason why I got direct admittance into um, Souls nursing school is because oh. they took my high school information and not my stuff from SEMO because I didn't have that many class credits from SEMO because I dropped so many
1: classes. I thought, you know, I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. You're just one lucky bitch. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, nursing
0: school was a roller coaster. I will say that. I think it's like that for everybody. Everybody who's
1: in nursing school, been through nursing school, it was not easy. Yeah, so
0: So I transferred to UMSL, you know, did my prereqs there and, you know, went straight into the nursing program, failed two classes, had to appeal to the board, almost got kicked out of nursing school. But you know what? Your bitch is here. She made it. Yes. Yes got my degree you made it I
1: made it but speaking of those classes um that you failed but like what is some of- <laughs> not like that I mean it all yeah, happened okay. it <laughs> happens it happens to the best of us don't get it twisted so but like so what is the process like with that like how it happens like how did you get from how did you pick yourself back up from that and to get to where you are now
0: yeah, so the first class I failed was med surge. I do remember that, and that was because I was also still in my fuck-around phase. Mm-hmm. I was still partying a lot. We were going to, like, sick-tall parties. Oh, yeah. I well, mean, I didn't go
1: to that school. Christina just tagged me along.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we had a group of girlfriends, and, I mean, that's uh, that was our lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, we mostly just fucked around and partied. Yeah. You know, so I – I thought it was obviously my fault for not taking it seriously like I should have. Well, we're young. We're dumb at the time. We didn't know any better. So I wasted more money and I failed a class, had to retake it. And then the second class, I I honestly, I forget if it was, I think it was pediatrics. Mm -hmm. But this is because I had like a family emergency and it caused me to like oversleep on one of my clinicals. And unfortunately, if you're late for clinical, they're very, very strict about that. They so are. So it was like
1: an automatic fail for me from missing that clinical. Yeah. I remember you calling me that day distraught.
0: Oh, my God. I was
1: working at Outback at the time. I was in Virginia. Yeah. I was in Virginia. I was working at Outback that's, at the time, and there's an hour time difference, so she was an hour behind me. But I remember I got that call, and I was like, she never calls me. And I was like, what's wrong? I answered the phone. Oh, my God. Terrible situation. But, I mean
0: it worked out in the end (laughs) yeah and this is before i was medicated so your bitch was like having a panic attack i was freaking out i was like i don't know what to do like i I spent all this time and all this money and now i'm not going to be a nurse like what am i going to do with my fucking life if i'm not going to be a nurse i didn't have a backup plan yeah but it worked out i appealed like told them my family situation i had evidence that you know my brother was in the hospital And so they were like, okay, they let me retake the class, and I was able to graduate. It was definitely hard, but I think it was helpful having such a good support system, aka you and Mm -hmm. my ex at the time, like, Mm -hmm. was very encouraging about it, you guys. Kind of are what got me through it because it it was really hard and it was like devastating to know that I was possibly not going to be able to finish school
1: and have to like start completely over and get a different degree. Yeah, and I'm sure tons of people can relate to that, like not having a backup plan or not really knowing what the next step is and like nursing school in general is just really difficult but so rewarding once you get through it Mm -hmm. but definitely has its difficulties but the good thing is that if you happen to fail a class like most of the time like you just kind of have to retake it but you know for nursing school like failing is considered anything less than a B so like that's just the standard so I mean when we say failing it's not like you're getting like 50% on everything but
0: yeah and I mean the curriculums might be quite different now and also like their grading scale because i know like it was a lot tighter like oh yeah you know the way that they had like their a's and b's and the percentages for those Mm -hmm. but the way i always saw it
1: c's get degrees amen okay that's
0: i was a i was a a straight a b mostly a student in like high school get to college straight c's
1: oh wow i got got, got the occasional like a and like the super easy Classes. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> then again, you did have more distractions because you went to an actual like university. Yeah. I stayed at home and I went to a community college that was 15 minutes down the street. So yeah. that was the deal that I had with my dad. I mean, I was very fortunate that my parents were able to help me in the way that they did. And I definitely wouldn't be here without them like where I am now. And that was the deal. Like he said that he would help me financially because it was just a lot cheaper for me to go to a community college and I didn't want to start taking out loans and you know again I know not everybody you know is that fortunate so I realized how blessed I am but I did I stayed at home and I went to community college for two and a half years and I took a bunch of classes I was taking classes for like three different nursing schools because I was just trying to meet their requirements which is another thing in general because every program is different has different requirements so it's like you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, which is what I was trying not to do. But I ended up taking a bunch of classes. And so having all these extra credits. Yeah, I did. So when I actually finally got accepted into Brown Mackey College, I when I went to go meet with the advisor and everything, she was like, oh, my God, you have a lot of credits. And I was like, yeah, because I feel like I've been to school forever. But so, um, so I actually my nursing program was an accelerated program and i think it was technically like 18 months long and it was for only my associates on my adn and i think it was an 18 month long program but since i had so many credits i really didn't have to start like i only did like 14 months so like i started later because everybody else was doing in my program was taking other classes that i had already gotten credits for So it was an accelerated program and it was completely different than anything that I had done before because you know I'm used to classes, you know, being semester long, things like that. But this particular program was a different class every single month. So like the first week I would have a test, the second week was a midterm, third week test, fourth week final for 14 months straight. And it didn't stop ever. Mm. So I had no breaks. I mean, like I think every four months we had like a week off. Like So it was a year of hell. (laughs) That sounds intense. Yeah. And it was hard. It was really hard. And to make things, like, even more pressure, like, um, if you fail the class, like, you didn't get to retake it because at the time when we were in the program – we had found out like the dean of the school or whatever sent us a letter that we were going to be the last nursing program going through the school because the school was actually going to be shut down <laughs> and so so that was just even extra pressure like i just remember being on edge the whole time because i didn't have the safety net of being able to like okay like if this happens i can redo it no that was not an option if i failed i was out and i was going to have to completely start over at a new school if that was, if that happened to me. So luckily it didn't, but, (laughs) but, um, I can imagine how
0: stressful that would be. I, I was in a regular, regular class, like a regular program, not accelerated. Yeah. So I didn't have all those extra stressors. But I could imagine just being on edge constantly,
1: like you said. Yeah, like, I mean, could you imagine taking pharmacology in four weeks? No, I, I really <laughs> like, can't. No. Like, that was the worst time of my life. I mean, there was definitely times where I was really close. Don't get me wrong. Like, it was not easy. Like, I remember, I think it was in my older adult class, which was, you know, basically med surge, But, um... I was so close on the edge, like I had to have an 80 to pass. And I my teacher knew that I was close to like he told me to stay after class, he was gonna grade my test immediately after I finished so he could let me know. And everybody left and I was the only one left in the class. And I passed. I think I got, like, an 80.3. Like, it was so, like, I cried. My teacher was, like, oh, my – he was, like, about to cry with me. He was just, like, don't ever let this happen again. Like, we can do this. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was, like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, traumatizing, to say the least. But (laughs) I think nursing school, honestly, is traumatizing for everyone. Oh, yeah. Everybody has their stories, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But – Man, yeah, that whole school scandal and why they were closing down was just... (laughs) So as far as the school scandal goes, from what I understand, I mean, there are still Brown Mackeys, I think, open around the country, just not as many. And the one that I went to specifically in Missouri um, was shutting down. And from what I understand, it was because they knew that they were shutting down some locations but they were still getting some people to sign up for school like i remember we had already gotten the letter and we knew that we were going to be like the last class like everything was stopping but they were still doing tours of the school that was shady i know it It was crazy and we were like what the hell like we had no idea you know obviously what was going on behind the scenes but i just remember seeing people getting tours and talking about our programs and i was like isn't this shit getting shut down <laughs> so but- so not my circus, not my monkeys, as Christina would say. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, I'm sure there's definitely some more information online about that if you're interested But as to the Brown Mackey scandal. <laughs> but, but I graduated. I was accredited. I got my associate's degree. And I guess... You know we can talk about the NCLEX because after that you know they recommend you take your NCLEX very quickly after you graduate because you don't want to start forgetting any information Mm -hmm. I know you're just so relieved when school finishes but I did also I did take my NCLEX probably like a month after and I did fail my NCLEX and it was heartbreaking and discouraging And I mean, I remember, you know, other people in my class passing and it was just a really hard time for me. And I think I was just really scared and I was so scared that I didn't take it again for an entire year. (laughs) And So I, I was just, I was kind of lost for a while and I think other people can kind of relate to that being discouraged, but. I mean, I picked myself up and I was studying again and I took it again and I failed for a second time. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, mean, you know, I can't complain about the support that I had because so many people were in my corner supporting me. Christina was there, my parents, my friends, my family, and I, you know again discouraged but and this is when you moved to Virginia though to really
0: like buckle down and study because I mean we were not to blame it on us like still going out and partying and drinking and stuff but I think it was a little bit of a factor because it was a bit of a
1: distraction yeah no it was for sure I mean we were roommates at the time we were hanging we were doing you know I was serving at where was I at Outback and the Mission Taco yeah and stuff so you know, I was living the server lifestyle. So, you know, staying up late, going to work, you know, later in the day, like my parents had already moved. So I was by myself and, you know, i had always lived with my parents my whole life. So I never really had that kind of freedom, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. But so I did, you know, I, I blame it on myself for some of it because I just wasn't motivated. Like I just, I just feel like I was kind of in a rut. And then I ended up moving to Virginia and I got another serving job while I was trying to, save and study for my NCLEX. Cause I mean, when you take your NCLEX again, like you have to pay for it and it's $400 to take that test again. And I mean, I was kind of at the point where my parents were not helping me as much financially cause I needed to take more responsibility and which I don't blame them. And so, um, I was trying to save money and then I, I ended up flying back to Missouri to take my test and that's how you know I failed it again. And then I went home but that was just my second time. And then I went home and then I took a review course in person. Like, I feel like I was like something I was doing you world, which is a, is it an app? Yeah, it's an app. Yeah. That, you know, is set up just like the NCLEX answering, you know, NCLEX style questions, studying. I was, I had a whole notebook. I had books that I was reading. But, you know, so for whatever reason, things were just not clicking for me. So I was like, something has to change. So like I decided to do an in-person review course and it was Hurst H-U-R-S-T. And I mean, it was wonderful. It was like a four day course that I, I drove like over an hour for and I got review materials. I, all kinds of things. And I really chalk it up to that, that it really did help me. And then when I took my NCLEX again, I passed. Third time's a charm. So everybody has their journey, and you know, I, there is some kind of stigma about it because I was always really embarrassed to tell people that I had failed because I feel like it kind of labeled me as, you know, somebody that's not good at what I do. Or, but in reality, it's really not. Plenty of people fail their NCLEX. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that might not be everybody's experience, but. We're here. We made it. Yeah. (laughs) I graduated
0: finally, eventually in August of 2019. I was working at Mercy, which is like a level one trauma center in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And I was in the ER as a tech. And so I got a job automatically in the ER there as a nurse. Mm -hmm. So after I graduated, they have a fellowship program, which I just have to give Mercy a shout out because their fellowship program is amazing i always tell people about it when they ask about you know the hospital i worked at and kind of how they did their training and stuff it's an amazing fellowship program i know they've changed it now so i I don't want to say how many weeks long it is but at the time uh it was like pure classroom work it was like an extension of nursing school we would sit there and we would go through lecture all day we'd have quizzes we would have exams we'd have to pass Mm -hmm. like in the beginning i think the first two weeks we had an ekg exam and you had two attempts. And if you don't pass the EKG exam, then you're kicked out of the fellowship. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you have a final exam and you get two attempts. And if you fail that, then you're kicked out of the fellowship. So it was really intense. So I was doing that program. And while I was doing that, I was studying for my NCLEX. And for me, I was using Mark Klimlick lectures. So apparently he does like in person lectures. He used to be a writer for the NCLEX. Mm-hmm. Uh, I one of my coworkers actually had his lectures recorded, so he just sent those to me via mm-hmm. email. So I use those. I'd listen to those in the library and make a bunch of notes, and then I would use UWorld as well. And I kept using that until I went through every question they had. I waited into the very last minute to take my NCLEX.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't take my NCLEX until November, and that's because like I had to in terms of like the fellowship. Like I had to do it at that time. Otherwise,
1: cause you couldn't just continue practicing as a graduate nurse.
0: Correct. Yeah. 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 So I had to take my NCLEX in November. And I remember I had a, I had a day set up and I woke up that morning and I was just feeling kind of like off and like super nervous and anxious. Then I got an email saying that the testing center was shutting down because of like a water leak or something. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I kind of feel like this is a sign. And I told my fellowship coordinator, like, oh, I'm going to have to reschedule somewhere else. And he was like, well, call around, like, see if you can get in somewhere else, like, today. And I told him I called around, and I absolutely did not call around. (laughs) Because I was like, I feel like it's kind of a sign. Like, if this happened, like, I don't know. I just felt like I just wasn't meant to take it that day. Yeah. And so I rescheduled it for, like, a week later at a testing center that was, like, over an hour away. I think it was, like, in Marion, Illinois. Uh Uh-huh. So I rescheduled it, and then that day, like, that day I felt more motivated. I felt – it just felt like it was right. I don't know if that makes sense, but it made sense to me in yeah. my head. Like, my ex at the time, like, got me, like, breakfast and an energy drink and all these same flowers beforehand, and it just made me feel really loved and even more motivated, and I was like, okay, I got this. And I left that testing center, like, feeling kind of confident, which I know – I don't know if that sounds cocky or not. I guess not. Maybe I mean, I, I cried,
1: you know, so I guess not everybody's me. <laughs> I
0: no, I feel like it's a general reaction. I mean, I think I think it might have been my fellowship instructor or someone once told me they're like, if you leave feeling confident that you passed, you probably failed. So I had that in the back of my mind. I was like, why do I? But I don't know. I just felt confident. I was like, I don't know. I feel like I did good. I think I had like 120 something, like 126 questions before it
1: shut off. Mm.
0: But I, f- I felt good about it. And then, of course, you find out, like, a couple weeks later. Or was it a week later?
1: Yeah. Well, you, first of all, you have to pay to get your results. So oh, that's, yeah. That's annoying. Yeah, that's annoying. You pay all this money. You pay You go you pay to go to Any way school, that they get the money. Your, you pay for the NCLEX itself. And then you have – I mean, granted, it's only, like, $10. But it's just the principle. Yeah. That if you want to know your results, you have to pay for it. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, like a week later, I remember I was laying on the couch and I looked up and I got my result back and I passed. And so that was my experience with my NCLEX journey.
1: Mm -hmm. But I mean, speaking of NCLEX, I mean, I guess, Just a few general things about NCLEX. Oh, yeah. It's changed since we took it. It has. It has changed a lot. COVID has changed a lot. Things are way different now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I graduated nursing school technically in 2017. Yeah. And um, I got my first nursing job in 2019. But in between then, when I was taking my tests... I had the max that you could have was 265 questions and the minimum was 75 questions at the time when we Mm -hmm. were taking it. And you had six hours to take it. Six hours to take it. Yeah. The first time I took it, I had all 265 questions, took me all six hours. The second time I took it, I had 209 questions and I still took all six hours. And then the third time that I took it, I had all 265 questions and it took me all six hours
0: <laughs> so. and that's okay you take all the time you need like that's why they give you such an a lot of time right? yeah you know? and i mean
1: you can take a break and you know but it's a very intense environment when you go in Oh, so. yeah. Like, you go in
0: there. I kind of feel like I was going to prison. Yeah. They, they,
1: like, they, like, get your, you know, ID, obviously, to verify your identity. The right person's taking the test. They make you, like, lock up all your belongings. Your and they, phone. Yeah. You like, jackets. Uh-huh. Like, everything. Like And then, like, when they call you in. I remember they, I had a short sleeve shirt on because it was like summertime mm-hmm. and like I have a couple, at the time I only had like a couple of tattoos, but like they were literally looking at my arms to see if I had writing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like check my hair. Like I have mm-hmm. big hair. Like she checked my hair. Shoes? Yes. She, uh, yeah. I my shoes. I yep. was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, they're, they ain't fucking around. Yeah. And granted, like not everybody that's in the testing center is taking their NCLEX. Like they could be taking other tests. But yeah, it's like a room that you go into with computers and like dividers, like you're in third grade, you know, like the dividers they used to give you and um, headphones, noise canceling headphones. And of course, like there's cameras in every single like section where the computers are because they're watching you. Like there's somebody outside the room that has the cameras on for every single thing and they're watching you. And I got a little whiteboard that I could write things down Mm -hmm. if I needed to, but you had to wait. I remember I accidentally like I was getting crazy (laughs) like the first I was so nervous when I went in there like the first thing I did like when I sat down I had my whiteboard I started writing like my lab values and they were like you have to wait until I say start I was like oh shit I was like I was like I'm sorry so that's the first thing I did too though once they said you
0: could go like I wrote down all my lab values anything I thought I might like need to know that I might
1: forget under stress I was like I just need to write it all down first before I even like start this exam 100% like I mean they they'll tell you that too like tips and tricks like definitely normal lab values are important so I mean definitely write those down
0: (laughs) yeah but we just looked up and we see now though that the max amount of questions you can get is 145 and the
1: minimum is er, 60 yeah minimum is 60 now Mm -hmm. and you actually get five hours yeah so very much different and you know the select all that apply questions like I remember that being and you know the whole thing about NCLEX is like they'll drill it into you it's like all of these questions like these answers might be right but what is the most right
0: Oh yeah So it's like you have to really pay attention to the wording like but-
1: what would what would be best versus what would you do first? Yes. You know, kind of thing. When it comes to priority and delegation, when it comes to, because I mean, also when you're taking your NCLEX, you have to think as an RN, like if you've worked before as a CNA or a tech, you know, obviously yeah, are that, w- that made it harder. Yeah, it did. Because, you know, if you've worked in a hospital setting, it's like, you know how things go realistically. But in NCLEX world, everything is, by quote the unquote, perfect. Yeah. And that is, you know, obviously not how things are in real life. And that can be hard for some people that are actually working because, or even if you're an LPN going to RN. So it's, it's a little bit of a learning curve, I'll say, as far as how to answer those questions.
0: Yeah. Because I was definitely in that mindset. I remember thinking to myself as I read a question, okay, what would we do at work? And then I'd have to stop and be like, okay that's what we would do in the real world but textbook says i i did struggle with that and i think that's what took me a little bit longer to get through my questions is that i was just always stuck between like okay what do we what do i really put yeah the
1: and the thing is like you don't want to spend too long on one question because i've i found myself doing that like i was just like no i feel like i know this i've seen this somewhere like i feel like and then i'm over analyzing it i'm over analyzing the answers And I'm just keep going it over and over. And then I ended up just like psyching myself out. And then they say like, you need to go with your gut. But also they say like, don't spend too long on a question because Mm -hmm. you'll have more questions to try to redeem yourself. And the computer is smart. The computer like definitely adjusts. The way I was explained how the NCLEX works to me is like, there's an invisible line. And as you answer questions, your place on that line moves up and down based on the difficulty of the question and how you're answering it. So if you answer below the line, it was a lower level question. They'll give you another lower level question to kind of test to see if you actually understand the concept or not. And if you get that right, you'll kind of move above and then the questions will get harder. And then it's just a continuum. That's just how I was explained to it. And it made sense to me that way. And then the way that your results come in the mail, like they send you an official packet, like in the mail, saying like the different like pharmacology or priority delegation and they'll say like above below like above or below meets requirements and it kind of gives you a little bit of idea what you need to work on and that was helpful for me because i took it multiple times so Mm -hmm. i could kind of see what i needed to prioritize when i was studying yeah
0: yeah and i definitely recommend that if you are going to be taking the nclex that you go to the website for the ncsbn They actually will post the test plans on there. Mm -hmm. So they've got the one posted right now for April 2023 and it'll break it down. It'll tell you like what percentage will be about like, yeah, delegation or what percentage will be about pharmacology. Like it'll break it all down for you. So
1: you kind of know how you should study. I referenced that whenever I took, Mm -hmm. whenever I was studying. It's a great resource. So definitely highly recommend if you're about to take your NCLEX to check that out and just get more information that way. Mm-hmm. but and we you know we talked about you world that was a great resource I really liked it because it is it was literally set up the exact same how it looked on the computer. Yes. So, like, it's always helpful, like, when you go in knowing what it's going to look like and you have some kind of expectation.
0: Yeah. And I don't recall the cost of it, but I always recommend it as a resource for people to use when they're trying to study because I found it really helpful. I mean, in
1: the long run, very, in a, like, inexpensive considered yeah. everything that you've paid for nursing school. Right. So, I mean, I think I did, ended up getting, like, I, I kept extending my subscription, so yeah. I ended up having like a year long subscription for like 200 something bucks or mm-hmm. something like that. And so I was able to use it. I took my iPad everywhere. I went to Barnes and Noble all the time. And if you're a person that you know, for study tips like sometimes it was helpful for me just to get out of the house yeah I was the
0: same way I would love going to the library I'd go to the quiet section in my school's library and I'd be up there doing it or yeah I would go to Barnes and Noble I did not have noise canceling headphones back then but they definitely would have been helpful for me yeah
1: I think so for me as well yeah
0: so if you have those and you kind of like the silence 10 out of 10 recommend using those
1: yeah because I I don't know about you but like when I'm at home I'm just not as motivated same I Distraction. yeah i
0: mean i got samson here trying to play all the fucking time
1: (laughs) put on something else besides pajamas and to go to starbucks get uh get something to drink go sit down and just like make myself sit down for two hours or so and just dedicate that time to uninterrupted study time yes so
0: so we eventually Got to where we're at now i graduated with my bachelor's madison though you graduated with your associate, so you did have to go back to school do you want to talk about that a little bit
1: yeah i did um i ended up going going to virginia i was already in virginia and i was starting to apply to different hospitals around the area in virginia in the area that i was living in they had kind of i know you had like a fellowship program thing that you did that you kind of transitioned to this was a specific new grad program that i was applying to And, you know, I had to submit like a, like a story about like why I wanted to be a nurse and, you know, my resume and all that stuff. And, um, once I got in there, I, I didn't really get to pick the specialty, honestly. They kind of asked, they did ask what you wanted to do. And I said, I was open, which was true that I was open to whatever was available kind of thing. And they kind of put you where they wanted you or where they had holes to fill I think is what happened. And I ended up on general surgery, which is another, you know, just another form of med surge. But we dealt with a lot of like pre op, post op stuff. And um, because like the med surge that I'm doing now here in Wisconsin is way different than the med surge that I was doing in Virginia. Mm -hmm. So I started there. And after like three months of being there, I was eligible to sign up for my, an RN to BSN program that I ended up going through with the University of Mary Washington, which is a school that is associated with the hospital as well in the area. So I ended up signing like a two year contract. It's for working there and they would pay for my RN to BSN. So I went through a bridge program and then I finished online in about a year and a half and, or it was only about a year, I think. And then I, yeah, I got my BSN that way. And you got a
0: dollar pay raise after you got your bachelor's? Yeah,
1: after I finished my bachelor's, um, I did get about a dollar increase.
0: Yeah, I don't recall what the pay increase was for Mercy at the time, but I know you did get a little pay increase if you had your bachelor's, which a lot of hospitals nowadays are requiring
1: that you have your bachelor's or be enrolled in a bachelor's program. Yeah. To keep their magnet status. Mm -hmm. So it is very common that they require. I mean, I won't say that, you know, it's everywhere, but it's definitely a common practice. So if you are going to nursing school, I would definitely encourage you to pursue at least your bachelor's. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with bridge programs. Even if you're starting from LPN to RN, RN to BSN, you know, I have friends that do that as well. But Are they
0: even, like, are there even LPN schools anymore? Like, is that even being offered anymore? Yeah. Is it really? It's still a
1: thing. And, you know, I think it definitely depends on where you are and what, you know, city and things that you are in. But, like, around here, it's a big thing in Wisconsin that I've realized. A lot of people are LPNs.
0: I have noticed that there are a lot of LPNs in the ER here, but they've been lpns for like 20 years so i don't know anyone
1: who's like a fresh lpn i do yeah i've worked with some people that are that have gone to school and they're doing you know step by step Mm -hmm. and uh, this is the first facility that i've been to that i've worked with lpns because i feel like you have the common misconception that lp i mean they have been kind of stuck to nursing homes or like that kind of you know setting and a lot of people you know prefer to work in hospitals which i don't blame them and um yeah so we work with lpns and it's really nice it's really helpful they can do a lot Oh, yeah. And so
0: there are LPNs, so, you know, so, like, usually you got your nurses and then you got your techs. Mm-hmm. Well, here they've got mostly medics and LPNs playing that tech role. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's maybe, like, one actual PCT mm-hmm. and then the rest are all medics and mostly LPNs. And it's, it is super helpful because they can actually pass meds for
1: you. There's some things, like, they can't do IV pushes and they can't do blood. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've had times where I've been super busy and then I have an LPN and she has already done a ton of stuff for me and i'm like oh my god (laughs) like thank you and so it is super nice and i mean i know we've talked about how difficult nursing school is but it truly is rewarding once you finish and you get started with everything everybody has their own stories it can be traumatizing But definitely, like, the whole process is a lot. So if there's anything that you want more information about or you want to talk about, definitely let us know because, I mean, we could talk about this all day long. Love to hear your stories as well. Right.
0: And I do just want to say that we're not trying to glamorize the profession either, though, because, yes, we do love our jobs to an extent. Like, I am passionate about emergency care, and I love what I do. But there's definitely a lot of cons of being a nurse as well i mean we've got long and irregular work hours it's physically demanding work there's the emotional stress physical abuse that we get from patients even sexual abuse we're overworked underpaid mistreated it's not all sunshine and rainbows honestly and i want to make it clear i'm not trying to say that nursing has it the worst no matter what job you have there will always be cons so I'm not trying to scare you away from the field or anything. I just really encourage you to do your research and understand what you're getting yourself into and what comes along with this career. Also think about what avenue you want to take because that's the great thing about nursing. It's so versatile. Most new grads will be working in a hospital setting, um, but as you get experience, there's a lot more options. I mean, there's outpatient, rehab dermatology offices, private practice, even legal nursing, or you could even work on a TV script and they will have you like help with the accuracy of their medical scenes. So there's a lot of options, a lot of things to consider, pros and cons to weigh. So I just wanted to put that out there that we don't want to make it seem like this is like the best thing ever, but we do love what we do and we're really happy with the fact that we're traveling now and we're on a good path, I think. I'm in med
1: search and it's not best (laughs) you know i don't think if i did it over again i don't think i would choose med surge but i'm at this point where i was ready to get started with my travel nursing and med surge was the only experience that i had and i just i had to go with it and i don't hate it but it's not my favorite so i mean there's plenty of other opportunities to change in your nursing field but you know as far Mm -hmm. as what my future journey is i'm not sure So, I mean, I'm still figuring it out and, uh, you know, it's going to continue to change as we go. There are other options out there if you're not feeling fulfilled within your role now or you're not sure what you want to do. There's tons of different avenues that you can take and I'm sure, you know, we will explore them as we get older and we, you know, eventually stop travel nursing. But for now, you know, she's emergency medicine and I'm med surge, and that's just (laughs) what we're doing. So...
0: So we hope you guys were able to learn something from this episode. Like we said, if you have any questions, comments, any recommendations, anything like that, we'd love to hear the feedback. If you have anything in specific you want us to talk about, we'd love to hear that as well. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We are on Spotify, Apple. We're actually also on, like, Google Podcasts and Amazon Podcasts. I haven't really been, like, advertising that on the social media because, honestly, I'm not really familiar with those platforms. Mm -hmm. We use Anchor, and it just automatically puts it on those other platforms for us. Oh, fun. Yeah, so – Uh, I don't really know much about that. I guess I'll put the links in my bio. But follow us on our socials. So my personal Instagram is O, like O-H underscore, it's Christina. And then our
1: podcast is Girls in Scrubs podcast. And my personal Instagram is Ayers, A-Y-E-R-S, dot Madison. Yeah. So give us a follow.
0: We'll be posting more updates. um, And then also leave us a review. Or even if you don't want to
1: write a review, fine. Just leave us five stars. We would <laughs> love that. We appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for all the support and everything. And like we said, if you have any more questions, you want to know more about things, like just let us know. Because we have tons of stuff to talk about. Yeah. So,
0: so we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.
1: Bye.
0: Bombastic side eye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people watch as much TikTok as we do. Maybe. I don't know.